0: And saw all too clearly under the pretty boy disguise. My stepfather is dead now. As far as I was concerned, that was a good thing. The man wasn't worth anything except driving that second lesson home. There are monsters hiding under the most innocent of countenances, and if you don't keep your guard up, they will bite you. And hard. The takeaway? Don't take anything for granted, and don't trust anyone. I guess that makes me cynical, but it also makes me a damn good cop. I sipped champagne and thought about my job and those two axioms as I leaned against one of the white-draped pillars in the Drake Hotel's cloyingly elegant palm court restaurant. I didn't know a soul there primarily because I'd crashed the party and I was doing my best to blend with that pillar so that I could simply sit back and watch the world and the people go by. I was looking for one face in particular because I'd come here with a plan and I intended to stay in my little corner holding this pillar until I spied my mark. I'd been standing there for an hour and was beginning to think that I had a long night ahead. But I'd survived worse stakeouts, and I am nothing if not determined. I'd been to the palm court once before when my dad had me for a weekend, and we decided to have an adventure. But tonight, most of the familiar tables had been moved out, giving the guests room to mingle around the elegant fountain and massive floral arrangement. As far as I could tell, the dress code for the evening was anything that had premiered during fashion week, and the only reason no one was pointing a finger at me and snickering was that my off-the-clearance-rack dress was so utterly pedestrian that it rendered me invisible. Flowing strains of classical music filled the room, provided by an orchestra tucked into the corner, but no one was dancing. Instead, they were mingling, talking, laughing. It was all very proper, very elegant, very festive. And I was very much out of my element. My natural habitat is Indiana, where I'm actually a bit of a celebrity within the force as the youngest female ever to make detective with the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department. I'd come to Chicago because I'd been going out of my mind while I rode out a stint on medical leave, and when one of my confidential informants, Candy, asked me to track down her former roommate who'd fallen off the planet, I'd decided to do a little off-the-books investigation. According to Candy, Amy had been working as an exotic dancer at an upscale Chicago gentleman's club called Destiny, until about two weeks ago. She'd been there almost a month and was jamming on the tips. She even liked the other girls, and I'm pretty sure she was banging one of the owners, so it wasn't like she had a reason to just split. To my way of thinking, banging the boss might be reason enough, especially if the boss is the one who told you to move on. Yeah, but she would have told me, Candy said, when i suggested as much she might take another job or even move but she'd call once she got settled something happened normally i wouldn't worry after all 22 year old exotic dancers pull up stakes and disappear all the time maybe they're just trying to shake off the old life or maybe they're following a guy Amy had been on her own since she was 15 and knew how to handle herself. She was clean, so I didn't expect that she was laid out in a heroin den somewhere. Plus, I knew she fantasized about Prince Charming riding in and whisking her off into the sunset. So maybe she'd realized that banging the owner wasn't going to stick, and she'd set out for New York or Vegas or someplace else with a surfeit of rich Horny men. But I didn't believe any of that. Candy had been more than seven months pregnant when Amy moved to Chicago, full of promises to come.